station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, movie mafioso, <laughs> Melissa Kersher. Hello. And uh, we are also joined by our movie, uh, I don't know what we're going to say. Uh, we're going to say... Aaron's what? person? <laughs> Aaron's person? Aaron, yes. Aaron's person. <laughs> Aaron's movie, person. Uh, uh, yes. Movie... Uh, uh, <laughs> I, young, <laughs> I, I'm, I think we're both stretching here. Yeah, it's anyway. I mean, what what it's, is the entry level of the stuff. mafia? I don't know the yeah, the entry the, yeah the entry level of the anyway the corrupt cop whoever that is a corrupt cop movie Me. corrupt cop okay Barb Lind hello Barb <laughs> you are our corrupt cop welcome uh, I will gladly accept any and all bribes especially if they involve cookies and or chocolate all right excellent so. we can work that out all right Barb uh, we are here to watch. The Godfather. So, as is our want, the first thing that happens is our movie novice tells us what they know about The Godfather. Um, so, things that I know about The Godfather. I'll make them another and get reviews. Um, <laughs> horse head in a bed, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you come to me on my daughter's wedding day and something, something. Um, and... Oh, uh, compliments of sleepless in, no, not sleepless in Seattle. Um, you've got mail, uh, leave the gun and take the cannoli. Okay. Okay. Uh, much of this you might've learned from Zootopia. So, uh, um, I, I mean, you know, yeah, that too. <laughs> Zootopia's game is on point. Z- yeah. Their Godfather game is very strong. Oh, I, uh-huh. I just about died in the theater when that scene came up. Yeah. It was perfect. Their, their Godfather game is very strong. So yes, the the Godfather is the film that we are going to be watching. The things that you've described are, you know, accurate. Uh, yes, and uh, very tiny portions of a much of a, of a three-hour movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's a lot of movie around those those uh, charming moments. Yes, I'm very excited to see the Excellent. rest of those moments. Like, <laughs> how it all ties the, together, the especially the cannoli. two hours and forty fifty nine minutes of it. Cause... It's a it's amazing how little the cannoli matters in the grand scope oh, of this film. Really? Yeah, it, it it is a to be fair one of the greatest lines of it the movie. Is unquestionably, a great I did, line. I actually contemplated like stopping and buying cannolis because i was like oh. i think that that's i think that's like a line in this one right and just to be You're like i've got cannolis but then i was like what if it's from like one of the other godfather movies or even worse like scarface and i'm just totally like mixing things? well here's what i would have done in your situation i hate to correct you after the fact but what i would have done in your situation is texted melissa and i and said should i bring a cannoli at which point we would have responded With yes <laughs> and it would have been fun and it wouldn't have even <laughs> mattered if it was from a different it did it, it would <laughs> not have mattered God, damn it, i love cannolis because <laughs> cannolis right. are delicious people rule number one cannolis are always good cannolis are always cannolis. acceptable if you had if you had asked we would have we would have had no trouble giving you the thumbs up for the cannoli. A, a friend of mine in Austin, this is a very quick diversion, um, had, <laughs> showed up one morning to a film festival. You know, sometimes people bring like a bunch of donuts and just hand them out to people and everybody's like, you're my best friend. This guy showed up with a, like an entire tray of cannolis. Made friends for life. Yeah, yeah they were, were super his best friend. Normal cannolis or were they like the chocolate? They were proper cannolis. They were mm. it, like a lot of pistachios involved with them. Well, yeah. I mean, pistachios are important to cannolis. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, other than cannolis, uh, we have... Uh, uh, the We have Marilyn Brando, yes. Marilyn Brando is in this film. Uh, a very young Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall also. One of my favorite actors in this movie, actually. Oh. I, I feel like he he's often overshadowed when because when people think of this film, everybody just thinks of Marlon Brando or Pacino, and it's like, I'm all like, Robert Duvall, oh yes. And uh, yes, James Caan. James Caan mm-hmm. is, uh, is going to make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is uh, Diane Keaton. Mm-hmm. So uh, It's kind of a... Who's who of seventies filmmaking? <laughs> there, there's yeah, so it many really is. In this movie, uh, and there's also, of course, uh, the director, uh, the f- uh, famous Francis Ford Coppola, who, mm-hmm. who I understand, he has a vineyard in the, 
in Northern California, and you can visit it, mm-hmm. and uh, you and can he, see his Oscars. He makes good wine, and oh. uh, yeah. Uh, has a daughter who is a fabulous director in her own right. In her own right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't I don't want to spoil too much more. I mean, this is all the, the basic information about actors, and we're going to see all these actors in the first scene of the movie, so I don't feel like it's a major spoiler yeah. to, to describe the, the act, actors that we have. And, of course, Francis Ford Coppola isn't in the film, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter. There, there's no spoiler right. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to go watch Godfather, uh, The Godfather, the Godfather. the Godfather. You should go watch The Godfather as well, unless you've already seen it, in which case you can just listen to the beautiful music that I'll be playing for the next 15 to 20 seconds, and then we'll be back as if only 15 to 20 seconds had passed. Instead of three hours. And we are back. Many gentlemen have worn hats. A great deal of spaghetti has been consumed. And uh, Al Pacino has sunk into the depths of depravity, as it were. As we have watched The Godfather. So, Barb, (sighs) your first time you watched The Godfather. You've seen it now. What did you think? So that's three hours of mob awesomeness <laughs> <laughs> three hours of mob so, awesomeness i took notes this time this is amazing notes like yeah i mean it's third time's a charm i finally was like hey wait a <laughs> well, second well this is a movie that does it there can be a lot of notes taken about this movie because there's, there's, there's a lot of characters you're like wait, so wait, many what? things happening who's, in this wait, movie who's that okay yeah oh yeah there's there's a lot of stuff going on yeah yeah yeah, a lot of stuff going on. This movie spans 10 years of time. So, yeah, they've squashed a lot in there. That yeah. makes sense. Um, Especially since it's like the next scene and it's like, oh, my God, they've got a child and it's past the toddler stage? What the hell? Right. I Hey, baby, I've been back for a year. Will you marry me? Wait, what? You were just... Your your previous wife was just blown up in the previous scene. Hmm. <laughs> you know. We have shown time passing without showing time passing. Thank you very much, yes. movie language. Yes, yes. Anyway, back to Barb's thoughts <laughs> yeah. about the movie. Yeah, please. <sighs> so you know when you see a movie and you walk out at the very end and you're like, and it, whether I mean whether it's like I can totally go be a stormtrooper or like I could <laughs> totally go be like you know a history professor that kicks ass and you walk out of a movie and you're like yeah. I could do that. <laughs> I want to do that. This is one of those movies where I come, where I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go be a mobster now. <laughs> like, God, that sounds like fun. And then I'm like, but would I really be able to lie to my wife? Like when she asked me point blank, did you kill your brother-in-law? No, honey, of course not. I mean, like, you know, like, like I got, there's some lines. Yeah. And, that, and you know, let let's be honest. Women get a really, really short deal in this movie. Like, yeah. it, by and large, women just aren't being treated well. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I and uh, granted, nineteen seventy two, but I feel like it's part of the sort of the point. Well, I, I yeah. agree. This is a, this I mean, this patriarchal is a, organization. Yeah. Well, the Where well the movie the was crap made in... out of your wife, and she just takes it, and if you try to. Well, and to be fair, well, your yeah. brother beats the shit out of you. The, yeah. Your wife's brother beats the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, there. Th- th- that's not a. It's 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 expressed that his behavior is not okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, and, and well, I mean, it being seventy two, but the movie is set in the forties and fifties, mm-hmm. if I'm correct in my timeline. Yeah, it's post war because like. The, the the attention to detail and like the cars. A lot of the cars have wooden bumpers, Ooh. because that was a wartime thing. People uh, replaced their bumpers with wood to oh, help the so, war yeah. effort, and it was a while before metal bumpers got back on cars. Mm-hmm. So and Michael Corleone, yeah. he's, he's he was a war a hero. War hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were all Be- proud of him because because the Italians did not like the Nazis, <laughs> at least in this country. Yeah, the Italians <laughs> in Italy, well. Well, I mean, not all of them, but yeah. enough of them. 
Sicily is kind of its own thing. Sicily is kind of its own thing. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Oh, his time in Sicily. So Yeah, yeah. There's um, a lot to be said about that even. Yes. So I wrote down um, Sicilian love story. Will the bodyguards be there when they bang? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> because literally every point in time that you see him, his bodyguards are, I think, at most like 20 steps away. Yeah. And then, you know, we see boob. And then mm -hmm. she dies. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure out who killed her. Was it just one of the guys? Because it was like one of the it was one of the I, bodyguards I that like ran away. Well, yeah, and I, I think it was set up by the bodyguards, but I mean, who was pulling the strings on that? And right, it's not really made clear in the movie, as far as I know. I I'm, I'm sure we, we learn who did it in uh, Godfather Part Two. Oh God, that's right. Yeah, I've only seen that movie once because I did, and, and I haven't rewatched really it because it, I wasn't thrilled to death about it. But uh, it, that does have De Niro in it, and there's yeah. something to be said. Well, about we'll, that. we'll touch on Godfather Part Two, yeah. and perhaps at some point we will watch it. But uh, but yeah, it is it is in Godfather Part Two, if memory serves. Mm -hmm. My the other thing that I wrote down about the Sicilian love story is he still has a black eye. Is he a hemophiliac or is he just getting married in three days? <laughs> and I know that we sort of discussed this yeah. a little bit, Melissa, because I was like, he still has a black eye. And you're like, no, it's like his sinuses when he gets punched like that just. It really it fucked fucks up him his, up. Yeah, it fucked up his and face. And I was like, oh, okay. That yeah. makes a little bit more sense. They, they, they actually talk about him having to have had plastic, plastic surgery yeah, a little to bit repair later. the face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that might even be from the from the plastic surgery as, oh. as opposed to the punch. We don't know. Yeah, and I've certainly had bruises that have lasted way longer than yeah. they should have. So it, it happens. Again, it's just the weird... But it made like, him look rugged. Mm. Uh, and, you know... I guess some chicks are into ruggedness. That. At least this, at least the one... Apollonia. The Apollonia. Yeah, Apollonia. Yeah, who we did not have a lot of time to get to know. Yeah. No. She she seemed kind of charming once she had a couple of lines. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited. I was yes. like, sweet, this is going to be a chick that I can, like, like go Apollonia. You're going to come back to the States. You're going to sort. I'm, like, envisioning, like, you're going to be kind of like his, his like, right-hand man. That mm -hmm. You're kind of going to be, like, pulling the strings from behind the scenes. And you're going to be like, no, Michael, I don't think you should do this. Let's go kill this guy instead. And then, pfft. She goes up in flames. So I was a she and your that. hopes just go yep. poof. I feel like the idea there and, and just the fact that, like, Sonny, you know, he's married, but he's cheating on his wife. And, mm -hmm. and uh, it, to me, it, it feels like marriage is legitimacy. Mm -hmm. It's important to be married to somebody who makes you look legitimate. And it's and important to get children. And, and to produce children, to produce heirs. So Michael, when he comes back to the States and the woman he realistically loved, mm -hmm. maybe, um, or certainly lusted after, is dead. So then he goes back to the woman that, you know, gives him there. more of an more of a, an air of legitimacy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, it's like, did he, I don't know if he loved either one of them or if it was more a, more a, a sort of... Sort of a just for for appearance. Well, uh -huh. it's so hard to tell. I mean, Pacino is a is a tremendous actor, and in this mo movie, he's he's not woman, but he's very he's not wooden, but he's very guarded. There's not a There's, lot of shouty Al in this yeah, movie. Yeah, and and mm -hmm. you can tell what he's exerting power by being calm at all times, and he only blows up that one time, you know, at the very end, and. Um, and then he, you have that one amazing scene of him doing the assassination in the restaurant where you can see he's a bit flustered after shooting the guys, but he soldiers on. Mm -hmm. The it, It's such an interesting performance to me because he's well, so famous now for being Pacino and being big and broad and, mm -hmm. and being able to chew scenery at every turn. So the assassination in yeah. the in in the restaurant that you were talking about, I was like, because you know they were like, we're gonna hide the gun, you're gonna go get it, you're gonna just walk as soon as you walk out the door, pop pop, drop the gun and just leave. He does everything wrong. He does everything yeah. wrong. He like w he walks back like as soon as he started walking back from the bathroom, I was just like, you're fucking up the plan. You're fucking up the plan. You're not gonna kill him. Then what are you gonna do? Mm -hmm. 
So I was a little bit anxious at that oh, yeah. point in time because I was just like, how is this going to unfold in the future then? Because if you don't kill these guys and they're still going to be in power and what's what's your dad going to have to do and who's he going to have to bring in? Um, but he eventually kills them after like sort of coming back and the one dude's still like eating his veal, which came mm-hmm. out, FYI, in like 12 seconds, tops. Because he was like, yep, mm-hmm. I'll take the veal. And then he's like already eating it. It's very, very rare veal. <laughs> Apparently. Um, and so I was just like, damn it, what's going to go on? Uh, but so then when he does finally kill him, he, you know, he kind of saunters away and then eventually drops the gun. And I was just like, I mean, end result, what you want to have happen, but your whole entire plan that everybody kept going over with you, mm-hmm. not very well executed. Well, I'm just well, saying, I think, it's, I think, it's kind of a challenge, your first kill like that, maybe. Yeah. And well, I mean, he, he, he's a war hero, so presumably he's, he's killed done, before. He's killed yeah, before. But th- those are, but those that's are Nazis. Different. These guys are not Nazis. Yeah. Th- it, this is... Or face to face. Uh, but <laughs> one of the actors is Sterling Hayden, who who I know and love from Doctor Strange Love or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb, which is a fantastic movie. And and there are a few actors that you can get that will be so stern and rugged and assholeish and I absolutely love him to death. So every time I see Sterling Hayden in a movie, it's like, yeah, you yell at people, you go. And and all I can think He doesn't get a lot of yelling in before he gets shot in the throat though. No, but it's pretty good yelling. <laughs> and and every time I see him, he's like our precious bodily fluids, that whole thing that he does in Strange Love, that's all I can think of, and I love him to death. But yeah, he he dies very convincingly. Anyway, uh <laughs> I I do love that that assassination scene though, because it gives Pacino a chance to show that the character is can be shook, but just that much. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I'm, he still gonna, goes through with it, right? But. Exactly. Like you're gonna shake me for a little bit, but I'm still gonna get there. Yeah, I'm still gonna do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And I love the shot of him sitting at the table, not listening. The he he's come back from the bathroom. He's sitting down, and you can just see him processing. And he's like, try. Okay, trying to look like I'm paying attention, but I'm not. But I'm not. I try. Mm, fuck it. Fuck Boom. it. I'm gonna shoot. Oh, <laughs> he only shot the one guy in the head once. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. The other guy he didn't. He shot twice, but only one of them was in the throat. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, he he managed to get it in the head. But mm-hmm. Pat uh, often describes this film as what the Star Wars prequels should have been. Oh my God! Yes, wow. In that, in that the uh, the 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 character arc of Michael Corleone could easily be the character arc of Darth Vader, of yeah. Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader. At the beginning of the film, he is a, a good man in a bad family, mm-hmm. and through loyalty to his family and a desire to do what he perceives as the right thing, he turns into something considerably worse than his father as evidenced by yeah. the the scene at the end when we see him make the decision where his father in the middle of this war decides he's going to go for peace and uh and and has the pe- the 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 meeting of the five families michael is like nope I need to just <laughs> kill them all. Yep. I'm going to kill them all. Well, and he, he might have needed to do that just to establish himself. Oh, I mean, I, I, I imagine that was the whole strategy. The Once father is gone, that pact mm-hmm. doesn't protect me. Right. Well, so. and like um, the big dude, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, every 10 years, every 10 years, it's sort of like they clean house, everybody dies, mm-hmm. you know, new people come in and take over. And so it's just like, yep, all right, well, it's it's just time then. Yep, it's time for the house cleaning. And mm-hmm. oh, did they clean house. Yeah. But, but yes, this should have been the Star Wars prequels, especially since George God, Lucas worked so on great. this movie. George Lucas well, edited... He went to film school with, with Coppola, didn't George he? Lucas... Um, as a favor to Coppola, actually edited one of the little montage scenes, the one with the 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 papers, that the um, the newspapers with all the mafioso photos and oh. the killing photos. A lot of those were actual uh, news photos of actual killings, and really? including one of Frank Needy, who we talked about during the Untouchables episode. Yes, we did because he's yeah. in that. But that movie, was although not as really the Frank Needy from history. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, yeah. it was the photo where he'd shot himself in the head, but. Um, uh, yeah, Joe. In fact, Coppola took 
this job because he was in debt after, um, I think he helped try to fund THX 1138 and he was in debt from that. So he owed Warner Brothers a favor and, and therefore this happened. <laughs> and he was stuck with these movies for the rest of his life. Ugh. Yeah, not a problem, you know. Yeah, darn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and his family, too. Mm-hmm. Well, his daughter, anyway. Well, like all of his, pretty much all of his family is in this movie at yeah. some point. Like the kid at the christening, the baby at the christening is Sofia Coppola. Really? Yeah, she's like yeah. three weeks old. She had just been born. And it's like, we need a baby for the scene. Well, I, I got, got a baby. baby. I got a baby. Nice. <laughs> so, so I'll yeah. sign the waiver. <laughs> yeah, so the little baby being christened Michael or, or whatever the kid was being named, uh, that is future director Sofia Coppola. Awesome. Yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm still in my mind just playing like, okay, so, you know, who would be Obi-Wan and who would be <laughs> Like, Like, I can't, like, now I'm totally stuck on this and now I want somebody to actually, like, redo it as Star Wars. Vito Corleone is the emperor, except not really. Uh, well, yeah. He, I mean, it's interesting the way this movie makes the mafia seem like. Well, you know, they're 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 pretty okay folks. They're just killing each other, well, yeah. right? Yeah, they're well, not they're not hurting anybody else. And look at Vito Corleone. He's like, ah, <laughs> oh, these drugs. They seem like a bad thing. I don't think we should get into the drugs. Well, all right. I guess we can get into the drugs as long as we don't sell it near schools. I right? Think no yeah, kids. No yeah. schools. Well, I mean, they're. It is a society that's very family based, and mm-hmm. and they had a certain code of honor. And then it's the not guy necess- kept talking, and I was like, "Yeah, see, now you lost me." Cause yeah, but but we're still getting into drugs. It's yeah, yeah. whatever. No, but uh, what the interesting thing is, and Roger Ebert wrote about this when he was writing about The Godfather, uh, that it is an insulated world we see. We are never treated to anything outside of. Mm-hmm. The mafia family, which mm. means that yeah. they can be sympathetic characters because we don't see what they're doing to anybody who's not in the mafia. Right. And if all it is is a bunch of businessmen who happen to settle their disagreements with the barrel of a gun, then we can sympathize with them. It's it's only when you start to think about, well, all right, what damage does this gambling do yeah. this uh-huh. illegal gambling do, and what damage does prostitution do mm-hmm. to the people who are prostitutes? Uh, and the flow of money, you know, who's yeah, who's being scammed out of, mm. or or yeah, there there are so many ways to go with that, and of yeah. course, getting into drugs and or even. <sighs> One of the weirdest things today, you know, they talk about the olive oil business. There's so much fake olive oil in this world thanks to organized crime. I'm not kidding. This is a current problem. Like they're talking about genetically testing uh, batches of olive oil because most of it is fake. Really? Because of the Godfather. Because because of the Godfather. Well, not the movie, but because of actual mafia. the mafia. Doing yeah, damn it, mafias. So the point is that the mafia can seem romantic mm-hmm. because we aren't shown anything else. Yeah, and also there there's a certain romanticization when you put something in period garb mm-hmm. and you know everything looks so beautiful and classy. And although yeah. there's still you know it's very dark. Yeah, even <laughs> as they show that when you see. Where Michael Corleone starts and where he ends. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in that last shot of these people gathering around him and the door closing between him and his wife and this idea of him having a lot of power but ultimately being isolated from everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And having essentially no friends, not much of a family, uh, ju- just just power. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. it's kind of not particularly appealing. Although I think, like I, I keep saying, you know, he's kind of a cipher as a character because he's so guarded. But I think he's going into all of this willingly and and kind of is liking what he's finding with all that power. But, in, and, and, and I think he's walking in 
fully knowing that once he accepts this position as being the replacement for his his own dad is um he belongs to the organization essentially oh yeah. he is the organization once, and there's there is no human left he is you don't take up sides yeah. against the family right no. once right. he volunteers to be the one that kills the dude and the police commissioner yep. or whatever yep. like that's like he is he is like yep i'm making this decision i am crossing that bridge cuz i mean one of the first things that we hear from him after we've been introduced to him at the wedding mm-hmm. is well this is my family i don't really do anything with them mm-hmm. that that's not who i am that's it's who they family, are it's my family it's not me yeah. right and it's the they want to keep me clean because mm-hmm. they want you know, somebody with an area of legitimacy and, you know, I'm a good candidate for it and I'm a war hero. They might, I might be a senator someday, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, and then, the, you know, then there's that moment yeah. where he says, I'm with you, dad. And then you're kind of like, oh, yeah. well, yeah. Here and, we go. and you mm-hmm. can see there's disappointment yeah. in, in his dad. Yeah, there's know? disappointment because that's not what he wanted for him. And he even yeah. says that later. And I yeah. think the, the, the thing about Michael and watching his his descent from being a decent guy into being a cold-blooded killer mm-hmm. um, is how each step seems logical. Mm-hmm. You know, his thing uh, and how he is absolutely the smartest guy in the room. I mean... His brother, Fredo, ought to be, you know, because this is a patriarchal society, his brother's older than him. Yeah. But there's literally no question. Yeah. He's, he's got the one smarts and the... He, he, he just has the brain that works that way. Yeah. So question. Um, when we see Michael and Kay, Faye, what's her name? Blondie? Oh, uh, the Diane Keaton character? Yeah. 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 I don't know what her name is. When we first see them, there's a dude that comes over and he's like, I don't know if he's drunk and he's kind of like trying to kiss Diane Keaton a little bit. And then he's like, this is my brother. And it's like, yep, we know that because they're together. Um, is that, who is that? Is that? That was Fredo, right? Fredo? Yeah, that was Fredo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was That's Fredo. what I thought. Yep. Fredo they, actually... Uh, his character becomes super important in Godfather Part Two. Yeah, okay. Does. Which you know, I mean, it doesn't really matter. This movie stands on its own quite oh, yeah. well. Um, but the the news coming off of the set was so strong, like this is going to be a great movie that they started planning for the sequel before this movie was even finished. So, really? so Godfather Two went into production very very fast, especially and really kicked into high gear because this movie was a huge hit when it came out, and so the huge hit it the won sequel, all the Oscars. Yeah, the sequel came out two years later and. Also won all the Oscars. Also. It was the first sequel to ever win Best Picture. After really, after yeah. the original film won Best Picture. After the original film won Best yes. Picture, yes. But well, I didn't. Anyway, the the point is that that the the buzz on this film was really strong. Um, yeah. you know, I, we should I think because we've been talking for a while already, and we have not gotten to really much of. Your many pages of notes, Barb and um, or yeah, okay, and, yeah, right, so, yeah, Barb, bring Melissa. it. I mean, I mean, Melissa wins with the notes. Well, Let's she, be that's her job. That is Let's her job. Be that's her function. My my notes are more like, <laughs> well, you, hey, look, it's a kitty. And how do what what did they do to make his like the <laughs> sound? Like, are there marshmallows stuffed in his? Oh, he he originally. Oh, I have balls? I have information about oh, both the cat oh, and that. Well, yes. and let's let's I knew all you right. Would. You had questions, okay. and there are answers, Melissa. There are answers. Okay, provide us with answers about the cheeks of the Godfather and the cat. Okay, so the cheeks of the Godfather. So when Brando did a screen test, he he had seen another a mobster uh, go to um, go to court on TV or uh-huh. or something. Something like that, and he's like, "Yeah, I want this guy to look like a bulldog and kind of talk funny like that." And so he's for his screen test, he stuffed his cheeks with cotton and kind of kind of looked mm. bulldogish yeah. and and did his Brando thing, and of course got the part. And and so they actually had made a dental appliance to you know change the shape of his face. Okay, for the role. 
But Brando, we've not done a Brando movie. No, yet. and Brando and is Brando, a story. Brando himself, I mean, we could talk for hours just about Brando. Marlon Brando. He was the first big film actor to be a real method actor and, and really espouse a naturalistic way of acting. So, you know, by this time when he's in The Godfather, he's he's a legend many times over in acting communities and a huge, huge star. And also an eccentric pain in the ass. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. And there are many stories about that too. But literally very early in his career, he was in a movie called... Um, Oh shit! Now I, uh, 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 streetcar named desire. Uh, that's and, what I was hoping you were talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, and suddenly the the words went <laughs> out of my brain a for a second. Streetcar named desire, street based on the play by Tennessee Williams. Indeed, and that's a movie you can watch and watch the art of acting change, like overall <laughs> across the entire world, because Marlon Brando walks into that movie, and clearly every single actor who is not Brando is doing the older, older Hollywood style of acting. And, you know, it's, it's very lovely. And then Brando walks in and he's on another planet from everybody else. It is weird to watch. So if you really want to see the point where acting changed in the movies, you watch that movie and it all centers around Brando. And I've never personally really liked Brando as an actor. I don't find him particularly compelling, but part of that is because I was born in 75 and, you know, most of the work he did changing acting was done well before I came around and an entire generation of actors came up and were inspired by how he worked. And this naturalistic way of acting became the norm very, very quickly. So... He's probably most notable for the generations of actors who came after him and who were inspired to start acting because of seeing one of his performances. So so people today, I think, have very little context for why he was considered such a great star and a great actor because we saw the aftermath of it, but not the change point. Mm-hmm. So. That, that, but yes, I was what going to talk the about cat? The, the cat. Tell me more about the cat. Now, now, also, you know, Brando, being a method actor, liked to do spur of the moment stuff on set that would make his performance more authentic. And Obviously. one of these things was he found a stray cat on the studio lot. <gasps> it's even a stray cat. It's a stray yes. cat, and he, and he he took a liking to the cat, so he brought it into the scene, and and he's he's petting it and stroking it, and this cat was purring so loudly they couldn't use the live audio from the scene. <laughs> the, the, this was a happy, happy cat, just purr, purr, purr. And so uh, Brando had come in later and ADR his lines <laughs> and do the dialogue replacement <laughs> because the cat. He's just so happy. Happy, happy cat. So <laughs> I want you to finish that story with, and Marlo, Marlon Brando liked the cat so much that he brought him back and he adopted him and he was like, you're going to be my new pet. I hope so. I don't know the f- ultimate fate I'm gonna of the cat. Pretend that it was that somebody Brando, somebody had to go home with that cat. It was Marlon Brando who would say, you can be my new cat. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you home and make you an the free It would have freaked the cat out, though, because here's what I'm thinking. I mean, he was he was that, the kind of method actor who really got into his roles <gasps> yeah. while he was in them. So so like while he's making <laughs> the Godfather, the cat like gets to know the Godfather Marlon yes, Brando, yeah. and then and then he's done, and then it's this totally different fucking dude that comes home. It's mm-hmm. like, hey buddy, come on, you want some treats? And it's like, just, who the fuck the are you, man? Like, <laughs> what's going Arching on? Arching back, hissing. <laughs> just... And the the, uh, the here's another thing that happened because of Brando on set. The um. He demanded that all the characters, all, all the other actors that were interacting with him as part of the family, he insisted that they have, quote, family dinners. Like they'd have really? these dinners where they were all in character together. Oh, dang. Just, you know, they'd have their dinner. They could not break character. They'd have to interact at the table like they were actually the characters in the movie. So it, it's, I, think it, I think it's a very interesting Thing and I, I bet the food was really good. <laughs> well, we because, are. We oh learned, my god! I, was, I want, I, was, I, I want pasta say, right we now. We learned in the film you know, how to make spaghetti. Olive oil, mm-hmm. garlic. The secret is a little bit of sugar. A little bit yep. of sugar. It's true. Little, it is true. Some, some of that wine from that glass. 
like yep. jug. Big, big jug of wine. Just yeah. Just blurp it in there. Big, mm-hmm. big jug Chianti. Yep. You get your garlic. You get yep. your, your tomatoes. And yeah. Anyway, we, we learn how to make Paste spaghetti and sauce. and like other, th- yep. What else can we learn from your notes, Melissa? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, Brando was also a famous prankster, as was James Caan. And so uh, like the, the scene where they're carrying his hospital bed up the stairs, uh, Brando apparently weighted it down. Extra, so it would be hard to, <laughs> to, to haul up. Um, there, apparently there was a plague of mooning on the set. Like all oh, the actors man. would moon each other. So, so okay. Uh, so I'm going to interrupt you for a quick yeah, second yeah. here. It's movies like, like way, you know, in the 70s like this. And hearing stuff like that where people, you know, where they're, People that you don't expect to be kind of like the prankster mm-hmm. is doing stuff. Like, where are all of those outtakes? Right. Because, <laughs> like, that's one of my that's one mm-hmm. of my favorite things about like recent DVDs is they have like all of, like the crazy outtakes and stuff that you can see even on like YouTube. They you can find them. Mm-hmm. But like, I want to see just like the montage footage of everybody who got like mooned. Yeah, and who was doing the mooning, like. I'm Apparently. not sure that was on camera. No, every, I'm sure it wasn't. No, 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 no. I want it to be. No, no, they ruined one of the takes of the, the wedding scene, which took like a week to film. They had like 750 extras. Marlon Brando mooned them all. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the mooning, the mooning got so epic, you know, like everybody was doing mooning at, at you know during this production, apparently. But, but... Like the main instigator naturally was Brando, and by the end of the shoot, he had like one of those heavyweight champion wrestling belts that said uh, cha- "Moon Champion" on it. <laughs> so I hear. <laughs> but did the horse moon anybody? That's what I'd like to know. No, that host- horse was very, very dead. I, yeah. I, yep. I, I presume its rear end got made into dog food, probably because that's where they got the horse head. They got it from yeah. a dog food factory. They so. got a real horse head. Yeah, yeah. That was so a real in, horse head. In the so the the horse head, uh, in all the practice scenes, you know, when they were blocking out the the scene and all that, they used a prop. And so, the actor was very surprised when it came time to actually do the scene, and he woke up with an actual fucking horse head. <laughs> so what what they did was they got a, a head from a, a dog food processing plant, and you know. Of, of course, uh, spurred a bit of controversy on the set and mm. off the set um, oh, yeah. about treatment of animals and, and some such. But, it, you know, this is a – they got it from a slaughterhouse that, you know, kills 200 horses a day and makes them into dog food. So, you know, the animal lovers with their lovely little dogs were feeding the same thing to their dogs. So. Mm-hmm. You know, so th- yeah, th- th- okay. this is all from yeah, – I'm not, I'm not no. justifying anything. I'm just saying there's – Different times, around. you know. Yeah. So do we yeah. have any stories about the cannoli? It was improvised. That <laughs> line was improvised. Really? Yes. Take the gun, leave the cannoli. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I wanted to make sure we touched on everything Barb knew about this film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pretty yes. much the, the, the cotton mouth speech I, I will admit, I did not anticipate like all of the things that I knew. I, I, I expected them to be more spread out. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it felt like everything was within like the first... Ten minutes. Yeah, a Pretty lot much. of the really like, iconic. That's, stuff. that's what I was taken by when you were describing it. I'm like, oh well, that's like the first fifteen minutes of the movie, and after that, she doesn't know shit about what's going to happen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and really, what you yeah. knew doesn't tell you shit about what's going to happen. No. Yeah, and I love, you know, that first fifteen minutes are great. There's so many great little moments that happen oh, in there yeah. and I mean the whole movie is made up these wonderful character moments like the uh, James Conn breaking the photographer's uh, camera and then paying for it which was also improvised that was all James Conn um, like the the extra who had the camera did not know he was going to take the camera and break it to that to that level it was all James Conn chasing him off and um, also the when Luca Brasi goes in to uh, Pay his respects to the Godfather. The guy who's outside practicing his speech, um, he'd never acted against anybody quite to the level of Marlon Brando before. So he genuinely was 
terrified. So all that nervousness and it, it's absolutely genuine. Oh man! You know he flubs his line and just kept, keeps going. He's like, "You go, man! You go! You're oh. perfect." <laughs> <laughs> That's uh. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, the the film is is fairly thought of as as a virtuoso work. Yeah, in they're terms of really great acting. You know, they 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 bring you into this world that is a world that is not familiar to you. Mm-hmm. They get you to sympathize with a bunch of characters who are criminals and killers mm-hmm. and and then they having gotten you to sympathize with them create a tragedy around this one character because he becomes one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, it's all very, very well done. The way that the, the film sets up, you know, it says the Godfather and we assume that it's talking about Vito Corleone Mm -hmm. and it's not until very late in the film that we recognize they're talking about the role Mm -hmm. within this organization that both Vito and later, later Michael will have as the Godfather, not Vito or Michael, but what being the Godfather is, mm-hmm. uh, and it, I just uh, am super taken by that. And also, I totally agree with Pat that that really George Lucas needed to watch this film about fifty times before oh, God, he started yes. writing <laughs> the Star Wars prequels. Because if he had had the descent of Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader mirrored the descent of Michael Corleone, uh, mm-hmm. he would have made a decent movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, Luca Brasi well, could have made a decent Jar Jar. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think I'd pay money to see that. You know, the, casu- uh, the casual racist comments that they threw in every now and again might have to come out. Yeah. yeah. Although those you know. those comments again are not to me. I feel like it's part and parcel of the the time that they were. It makes sense for the characters that they would be racist. Yeah, uh, yeah. That the movie certainly isn't endorsing how they're behaving. I don't think no. it, it's portraying portraying how they'd actually talk. I mean, it's, yeah. So you know, I, I think I, we I'm are, not giving it a racism pass by any means. No it's just, racism oh, pass from real education. Yeah, so no, no. Uh, we are getting close to final thoughts. So oh, goodness. I to figure I ought to, <laughs> I ought to check in with you, Melissa, because we need to know what else you feel is important that we share about this film. Aside oh. from the fact it was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, who has a vineyard in Napa Valley, and you should visit it because that's where he keeps his Oscars. The the I, initial that's twice now. It's true. Well, it's you important. really want to go there, don't you? It's you really not, I do because I'll drink if, wine. I, my understanding is you can pick one of them up. Well, you can I, even touch them. You can hold yeah. it one. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Road trip. Yeah. I, I want I'll, I'll drink all Oscar. the wine. I'll drink your wine. You can drink all the wine. I'll drive. I have no problem with that as long as yes. I can like hang out. Okay, with some Oscars. As long as you can pet the Oscar. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, uh, the initial cut of this movie was 126 minutes, very trim. Yeah. Wow. And it was the studio that said, uh, we want this longer. We want more. Really? More? We want more family. We want more violence. <laughs> um, FYI, so, yeah, uh, it took forty-three minutes before the first human was killed on screen. Yeah, just because that's what I wrote down. Something I saw, and I by the end they'd really made up for it. Yep. Yeah, was, and notice I did say human, <laughs> human, because because the horse, horse, the horse. It's seventeen humans get killed, eighteen if you count the horse, oh. which is not a human, so we can't. Well, we can. I mean, we IMDb can't count does. Can't a human being killed. <laughs> well, as uh, bystanders, bystanders. Seventeen murders. We we have yeah. to, eighteen we murders. Have to say that the horse is yeah. Eighteen murders. murders. The horse it counts as eighteen. Yeah, the horse is murdered. Yeah, and and, if we're and just and counting human deaths. We can't count the horse. I I count the horse. Two people in a horse suit. I I count the horse because it is significant to the plot. Well, the horse is significant as a murder. I'm just I'm yeah. being pedantic here and saying if we're yeah, going stop to... being okay. pedantic. Okay, shut the fuck up, Tim. Fine. Uh, okay, uh, this is also one of the five movies that John Cazale was in. John Cazale was only in five movies, and we've done another one of his movies on this podcast. He played because Fredo, yes. He played Fredo. Uh, he was also in The Conversation, which uh, we did an episode about several years ago. Yep. And um, Check it out. He was in, and I believe we talked about him during that episode too, but um, he was only in five movies, 
before he passed away in an untimely death to cancer. He's also in Godfather Part 2. He is also in The Deer Hunter and Dog, Dog Day, Day Afternoon. Afternoon. Which we're definitely going to do soon, actually, Dog Day Afternoon. But uh, All five movies he was in were nominated for Best Picture or one Best Picture. Really? Yeah. So there are a lot of people wishing he'd live longer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's because he was like a if good luck been, charm. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. If he'd been in Transformers... Oscar worthy. <laughs> there were over 60, th- 60 scenes with food in food. them. Food. Mm. Mostly spaghetti. A little um, bit of veal. A little bit of veal. No, no. There were a lot of oranges, man. There were a lot there of oranges. There were. We should talk we about oranges. We need to talk they about the important. oranges because oranges show up before death in this movie. So every time you see oranges in this movie, Somebody's gonna die. Damn it! See now, I need to go back and watch it again. Oh if yeah. You see somebody with an orange. So like in the in the in the peace meeting, mm-hmm. there are several people that are shot with an orange. Because there's of a them. bowl of fruit. Yeah. And if yeah. they're shot with that bowl of fruit in front of them at any point, they're going to get whacked. Yep. Later uh. in the film. Yep. There's also the the scene where uh, uh, Marlon Brando first gets shot in the street. You know, and you get the god's eye yeah, view and, and, you get and the, the oranges <laughs> across the street. <sighs> And of course, when he finally does die, he's sticking orange rind in his mouth mm-hmm. to, you know, play with the to play the with grandchild. his grandson. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The oranges everywhere because death is everywhere. Uh huh. Death. I, w- I was gonna say, or death is like a delightful citrusy treat. Honestly, I don't it know. could be. I mean, gangsters should be happy they're going to Las Vegas and not Florida because if they were also, going to Florida, <laughs> they would all be just fucked up. I mean, you know, they're not gonna have to worry about scurvy. True. So there's that. True. True. They're alive. It's a very healthy death. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Maybe. Lots of vitamin C. <laughs> Lots of vitamin C. Vitamin C. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, uh, going back to that God's eye view, that's about the only shot in the film that's not from what could be a character point of view. Hmm. Because the cinematographer Gordon Willis, the the fantastic Gordon Willis, um, shot this movie and that was kind of his goal. Everything was yeah, not not quite voyeurism, but the everything witnessed by another person. Um and the God's eye view is like God's watching. There you go. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um he got the nickname Prince of Darkness from this movie because the cinematography is so dark. <laughs> Part of the reason that happened was because there were all these um Makeup effects on Brando, not just, you know, to flesh out his face, but also age makeup. Because he was like 47 years old in this movie. So he had tons of age makeup on. Was he? Yeah. And so he they, he got strongly lit from above to kind of exaggerate the lines of it and kind of mm. hide the fact that it's makeup. And just because of that, the rest of the cinematography cinematography for the film formed around it. And so... Willis filmed everything very, very dark and everything just kind of coming out of the shadows. And uh, the studio at first, when they first saw the film coming back from the lab, it's like, oh, the lab must have screwed up real bad. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, you know, when they f- realized it was deliberate, they went back to Coppola to try and uh, get Willis fired and that didn't work. Coppola's like, no, nope. trust me. No, trust me. Trust me. It'll I got fine. this, guys. Yeah. He was right. He yeah. was right. It was fine. The darkness is really notable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And let's darkness. see what else. Um, no parents. So there's... <laughs> <laughs> there are tons of uh, Oscars around this movie because we already talked that it won Best uh, best, uh, best Picture. I want to hold one of their Oscars. Yes. Uh, Brando also won an Oscar. He won Best Actor for this role even though he was in a tiny portion yeah, of the movie. Yeah, even though really should have been supporting. Wasn't... wasn't uh, Pacino was nominated for supporting Pacino was nominated for actor. Really? And actor and, yeah. And, and he was pissed. He didn't uh, He didn't attend the ceremonies because he was mad. He's like, I was the lead, you motherfuckers. Let's see. Also, uh, screenplay uh, won Best... A scre- uh, adapted screenplay, adapted and that screenplay. was uh, Mario Puzo, who wrote the original novel, adapting oh, okay. his own work alongside uh, Coppola. But also, there was were... it autobiographical. Do we know? Apparently mm, not. No. Apparently not. I didn't think so. But I'd also like to note that Mario Puzo also wrote the original screenplay for Superman, which is da, odd. Da, 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 da. We should watch that sometime. <laughs> I really don't care what <laughs> you smell. Anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? But the, uh, I, I know what you're referencing, Tim. I'm, I went there with you. Uh, and also, this movie was nominated for many other things. You know, James Caan got a nomination, and uh, Robert Duvall was nominated as Best Supporting Actor, and Coppola was uh, nominated for Best Director, and yeah. Did he win? No, he did not win. Fuck. I think he won for Godfather. Yeah, I thought two. he had an Oscar, but maybe. Yeah, was, I'm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he does. I yeah. have to double check myself, but um, of course, Brando winning his Oscar. This is. Was this? Yes, this yeah, is the, the one. The where, one where he yeah, uh, did not not appear to accept he, his Oscar, and instead sent Sachin Littlefeather to accept for him and and she went to um, accept the Oscar and, and used the national platform of television to talk about the plight of Native Americans. Nice. Because aside from being uh, a notorious hard-to-work-with actor and a very innovative actor, he was also a big-time activist for various Lots things. Lots of causes, yes. Lots of causes. Awesome. And, and his pet cause at this point in time was... Um, the rights of Native Americans. So he just Badass. said, "Yeah, yeah, sweet. If I win, I have a plan." Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. <gasps> okay, I have so so much good trivia, but yes, I I know you're trying to wrap up, Tim. Well, it's all right. I mean, okay. what else do you okay. got? Let's, well, so, let's see. Yeah. I, okay. Go ahead. I have two things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> more questions. <laughs> not really. One, oh, okay. just like. The super creepy empty hospital. Yeah, where there's literally no one. Mm-hmm. Like I, I yeah, that was just really weird. And I was like, who's gonna die? Well, clearly there were. Well, there weren't any oranges, there so nobody was going oranges. to. Nobody died. died. Yeah, nobody died. But it sure was if being known, set up. <laughs> if you'd known that oranges, I, were right? There, if I known, yeah. I would have been yeah. like, oh no, we're fine. That, that nurse could have been coming in with oranges and and are said, we no, sure no, there, no. Are we sure there weren't any oranges at the sandwich? Oh, we, we, we should have checked. Any. So we, we should have checked the sandwich. <laughs> um, and then my only other question is, how can they get shot a billion times and then still get out of a car and get shot more? Bonnie and Clyde. I know. Because that's what this movie was referencing. That was the movie Bonnie and Clyde where, um, I I don't know, but I I think the special effects people around this era were really excited about having squibs. Yeah. Because (laughs) either that or James Conn was really an asshole to the technicians on this film because they strapped like 150 squibs onto that man. I've heard James Conn can be kind of an asshole. I certainly have too. Yeah. So So maybe it's both. a, A fine actor, but. Asshole. All right, quick. Let's cycle through your trivia that, that's important. Let's see. Also, Abe Vigoda. I, I love Abe Vigoda. I used to have a fish named Abe Vigoda, and I realized that missed up when both Abe Vigoda and the fish died <laughs> last Abe year. Abe Vigoda killed your fish. Or the other way around. I can't remember who went first, but it was very sad for both <laughs> in both ways. I, I learned my lesson. I now have... That my new fish is named after a celebrity that was already dead. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, that's his his name cool. is George Michael. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see what else. You know what uh, happens every time George Michael hits the side of the fish tank? He goes wham. <laughs> Okay. okay, did you seriously just come up with that? Oh my god, or, that's amazing. Or is oh this something god. that you've been sitting on for this like This is the first years. I've heard that she has a fish named George Michael. So it's the, <laughs> it, it's the I bought him on the day after George Michael died. It was a tribute. Well, that doesn't mean that I, I that doesn't I know, mean I know, I know. That oh I god. read your Facebook post. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to be able to forget that. No, now. I won't. You're going to go I home won't. and you're going to look at your fish, you're and gonna, every time your when? fish gets close to the gla- glass, you're going to start laughing. And <laughs> fish is going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, reel it back in. Can you figure out why I named my previous fish Abe, B- Abe Vigoda? Well, because he was fish from Barney Miller. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Duh! Come on. The theme for Bonnie Miller is is on my phone as a ringtone. Just he saying. He was also fish and fish. Yes, he was. The the sequel, the the follow up <laughs> to Barney Miller, the spin off from Barney Miller. But he was still alive at the time when yeah. I named a fish after. Anyway, him, so, so anyway, uh, we better get this straight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Talia Shire, who is in the film as Sonny's wife. Yes. Um, well, she, and as as the as the Corleone daughter. Uh, as the Corleone. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah Corleone Vito, daughter. Is the, daughter yeah, yeah, I'm Michael's sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, they're 
Anyway, she's Coppola's sister, if I remember right. But yeah, she's in the Coppola family, along with Nicolas Cage, just saying. She's also, Um, uh, she was um, Adrian in Rocky. Yes, yes. And she's gotten two Oscar nominations to her own name. Uh, Let's see, we already talked about Sterling Hayden. Um, Not much about Robert Duvall, but yeah, he was in uh, Apocalypse Now, along with Brando at at a later date. in the morning. And uh, Duvall has a... An Oscar for Tender Mercies, I think it was. It was, I believe, Tender Mercies, and like a bazillion other nominations he's because he's a, many, he's a phenomenal actor. He kicks ass, right? Uh, and Diane Keaton, also uh, Oscar winner for Something's Got to Give, if I remember right. Ah, uh, so. you're looking at me like I know. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, it but, been but Annie she's Hall a, too. I don't think she won for Annie Hall. I don't think so. For but it could have been yeah. Annie Hall. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, and of course James Con from Con from, from Rollerball. Wrong con. Rollerball. Also <laughs> Elf. Also Misery. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. got he's got a lot of a lot, lot of, of good con related. Yep. What? <laughs> I was really hoping you were gonna pull out another like wham joke somehow <laughs> related to I, that. I was just very like, very we're expecting a lot from Tim I mean, right now. Yeah, we <laughs> really I, are. I've, I've had my one shot. I took it. It was a good shot. <laughs> that and was I a good did shot. Not you, throw you away you your shot. I did not throw away my shot, and you should expect nothing more from me on this podcast. Oh, oh. Speaking of Oscars, uh, Nino Rota was also nominated for an Oscar for his music, and then it was discovered that he plagiarized himself. And stole parts of his score from another score he did back in the fifties, and so it was redacted. Oh, even by okay, yeah, it's a good score though. It is, it do, like do, yeah, do, it, do, iconic, do, do, like do, the do, opening do, do. and with like the, the the font. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. When I was a little kid, I had a, a a little music box. It was a little piano, and you'd wind it up and it played the Godfather theme. It's oh, like that's awesome. <laughs> And then you, and then I sit back so and I wonder about the kind of person you are now. Uh, yep. Right? I, I was like four when I had I was that thing. Say, did your parents <laughs> know something? I don't. I don't know. I mean, the the things I, I had that I had as a child that baffle me to this day sometimes. <laughs> not, but not the rest of us. The rest. Of the, <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, kind uh-huh. of thing that Melissa would have had as yeah. a child. Uh-huh. Yes. I, I have a a beautiful music box that my mom had. Since uh, she was young, like since, since she was eleven years old, that played all the music from Doctor Zhivago. Yep, that right, so also that makes sense mm-hmm. for a child, a baby Melissa. Yep. Totally. Uh, all right. Well, I think uh, we should probably get on to final thoughts. We've been totally. talking about this movie for nearly an hour, so why not just a little bit longer, Barb? We yes? need your final thoughts on The Godfather. I still feel like I could totally pull off being. A mafioso boss. Okay. Um, I'm really hungry for pasta. Oh my god, we need I pasta think so bad. I'm probably gonna go find cannolis to eat tomorrow. Cannolis. Oh, yeah. I'm really disappointed you didn't bring the cannolis. But okay, if you if you have a line on good cannolis in this town, let me know. <laughs> all right. Got you, all Melissa. Right. Awesome. Final awesome. thoughts. Okay. First of all. There was a board game. There was a Godfather board game. I'm sorry, what? There was a Godfather tie-in promotional board game. I need one. Or is it like I don't know. I've never played it. I assume you had to try to not get your entire family whacked. Yeah. (laughs) I presume it was kind of like the game of life. And you had the little car with the little pegs in it. But they, you start with all the pegs (laughs) and they'd slowly get whacked off. <laughs> so and actually, if one of the pegs in the back seat shoots one of the pegs in the front seat. That's yeah. like no, a no. Bo- that's a no, no. good thing. Not, well, I, I suppose it could be sh- shooting or a garrote. A garrote. A garrote would work. Uh, there's also a 2006 uh, video game. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. And they called in. I think it was Robert Duvalla even did a voice for it. Yeah, or something like consigliere. Yeah. They, they got a couple of the actual people to do voices. Um, but also, also another really. wonderful piece of trivia is uh, back in the day before cable uh, movies after they came out it'd be a couple years and then they'd uh, appear on television in a censored form and it was a huge event whenever something big premiered on television and so when The Godfather finally premiered on television first of all it aired over two nights 
And well, of course, because it's a long because it's a long ass movie. And when you include, you know, like commercials, commercials. yeah. So first, first of all, it's split into two nights, and during those two nights in New York City, the water system went fucking haywire because suddenly all the toilets would flush during the commercial breaks. And nobody else was using any plumbing while The Godfather was on TV. <laughs> awesome. That's that's the God. The power of The Godfather. The power of The Godfather so will ruin final, your municipal water system. My final thought is just to say that I think the opening scene, I mean, not not the wed- the entire wedding, but just that opening scene with the guy, you know, the I love America is his yeah. first line. And the way we kind of the ca- the camera kind of holds on to him while he tells his story, but it's pulling back mm-hmm. and, for like and two to three minutes. I know yes. the camera is slowly pulling back. The Godfather is coming into the scene, so we see that he's being listened to by somebody. It's it's a fantastic hook to get you into a movie. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to know what the fuck is going on by the end of that scene, then you know probably movies aren't for you. I think is mm-hmm. really what I have to say. That yeah. particular camera rig is a computer very early computer controlled uh zoom camera where um they had previously used that exact same rig on a movie called silent running Mm. which is a now fairly obscure little science fiction film but a really smart lovely piece of work and if i remember right it was um one of the big feathers in douglas trumbull's cap right who was You're looking one of at me like I know. You know the names. You're the I just, name person. I just I make fun of your fish. I, I was going to say, you're the smart one. He's the... Wham! Yeah, he's the <laughs> jokes. He, he, he makes me funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is The Godfather. And the good news, uh, dear listeners, is The Godfather signals the beginning of what we want to call our crime cycle. Dun, 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 dun. That's right. We're going to start watching some crime films. So the next one we're going to watch is from uh, around the same time. Oh, yeah. Uh, the early 70s. It is called The Sting, mm-hmm. and it is delightful. So I hope you join us for that. It will be a great deal of fun. We'll do that in, you know, approximately 15 days. Yep. Thanks for listening, and enjoy uh, not watching The Godfather Part 3. That's really what yeah, I can say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't, really? Don't, don't watch The Godfather Part 2. We can, we can talk, and we will eventually talk about Godfather Part 2, but Part 3... Because eventually we're going to do all of John Cazale's movies, yeah. and then we'll celebrate. Part 3, you're on your own. That's all I'm going to say. Part 3, <laughs> you are on your own. Thanks a lot. Catch you next time. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee, dee.